Recording. We're recording video, oh live video. Okay, live video, live audio. Um, we've got a living animal <laughs> in here with us. We've got a less living. <clears throat> I mean, she's an animal. <laughs> yeah, and don't take anything away from her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it looks like well, let's get a better view here. It looks like you're uh, you are surgery post exo facto yeah <laughs> i am i am 10 days out from having <clears throat> what amounts to some serious fucking carpentry <laughs> done and and i've you know i wasn't anticipating like i've had a bunch of orthopedic you know fucking surgeries in my life mm. and uh i was not anticipating i knew this was going to hurt um, way more than a hip uh, replacement because those are I mean in comparison to this having a hip replaced is uh, is virtually pain free compared to this How, and uh, that's is, is that because of the bone I, removal I think part of it is um, <clears throat> the number of nerves that are, that are in the ankle and foot Oh you right, know, that's okay. part of it. But um, but then the just the uh, I I get maybe there's some I, I would have thought that like hammering the you know <laughs> implant into the femur yeah. would result in a you know in, in let's just say a lot more pain than you know putting some screws in your ankle. <laughs> Not the case <laughs> at all. Um, so there's I I haven't seen I'll go for my post op visit and 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 see the x you know the post op X rays. But from what I understand is. There are five long screws, you know, basically immobilizing the joint. And then they take, um, they, they harvest bone from the upper tibia and then graft it into any voids that, you know, just tightening those screws, uh, you know, can't, can't, you know, pull everything together and fill. And so, um, you know, when like this, and, and I, he said, yeah, we're just going to take some bone from up there. You know, it's also, yeah. it's also casual with the mm -hmm. surgeon, you know, yeah. and, and he, but he did say, you are going to hate me for about two weeks. And I was, and you know, it's not, I don't respond that way. Yeah. So, um, but I, and, and I do like to think of myself, uh, <laughs> As not being a you know a pussy when it comes to pain. I was gonna say um, a resilient, a resilient you know, individual. You know, I could absorb some some stuff, um, but man, those first five or six days, I was a little bitch, and and uh, um, and fucking uh, yeah, Gelotted, uh was my friend. That was um, until you know five days of pretty intense narcotics yeah. it started making me feel really shitty. Yeah, I. I man I, that's you know it's bad when the, the narcotics aren't the like we yeah like, when they don't do anything when they just like 
bring you back to not quite neutral but not searing pain you know you've done something some damage yeah it was it it, it you know take and it's not just take the edge off with the you know it's, okay well the narcotics help the pain not to be the only thing in this world right now yeah yeah like it gets it to the point where it's like okay it's something that's demanding my attention but other things are also and um and 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 that it it allows some sort of uh i'll just say diversity of input into the, (laughs) the, the 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 mind um but wow and today's, you know, today's been a pretty good day. I mean, the first day out of the house was exactly seven days after the surgery because uh-huh. we had a press check for um, poison. I was like, got to be there for that. I, I was kind of shocked that you <laughs> made it out to that. But uh, it, again, narcotics were useful yeah. to get to 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 allow that to happen. But because, you know, at that point, we're... Uh, if my ankle was below my heart for too long, it would be like, okay, I feel my heart beating in my ankle, like those Japanese drummer. Oh, uh, Taiko. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. fucking thank God it was like basically two press checks, you know, <laughs> the cover and then, you know, one signature on the inside for text. Cause, and then it was, and then, Oh, cause the rest are the same. Th- it's all pages. the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so in between time, you know, sat in the waiting room over at Paragon and, you know, had my leg up and we did it and I got home and I was wrecked. Oh yeah. I was so exhausted. Um, but, and today it's been now what, three days after that, whatever. Um, and it's, uh, and it's, it's better today. You know, the, the the heart beating in the ankle thing is. Does it need to be higher? Do you want me to get you? No, I think think as long as it's up. I um, had supported. It's pretty good. Obviously, we're running, we're running. You know, minimum Blair's key support. Yeah, Aaron and I are running <laughs> secondary support. Thank you. <laughs> also, but I was like, oh, okay, we like get you stuff. Usually, I just how I know how you deal with things is like you just breathe it out. You 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 can construct an estuary would be the right like a like a, a container of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, um, a, a peaceful place where you can deal with your thing, and that's how I, I, you know, maybe subconsciously just understand. Like, don't give direct eye contact. Just like understand what you're going through, and then we'll give you some bone broth. And if you need anything specific, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, when Blair, I was like, ah, oh, we'd ask Blair would be our check-in, so yeah. we don't bother because also, you know, answering people is annoying. Um, I get it. Um, but when Blair was like. Yeah, it'd be really good if you guys could come stop by. And I was like, oh, shit. I mean, the pain must be really bad if seeing people improves Mark's mood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I can actually appreciate that. Yeah. That was my that was my measure to know that, man, you are in a lot of fucking pain. If you're if you're looking towards it was entertainment. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that visit was fucking fantastic okay (laughs) not only for you know visits social Mm -hmm. contact and sort of and and all of that but um as i said that mac and cheese oh right was holy 
Dude, I I had uh, some of it after we made it, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this turned out way better than I thought this it was." Is so going. good. <laughs> I have one meal left of it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Aaron was yeah. like, "I hope Mark's not mad at me," and I was like, "He's not. Why would he be mad at you?" He's like, "Well, because he can't like." I was like, "He doesn't exercise his way out of food." like uh, we tend to still do. I yeah. was like, he is a controlled individual. He will eat what he knows he can handle and, and then he'll save the rest. And she's yeah. like, really? And I was like, yeah, Mark's disciplined. He's not us. <laughs> <laughs> and and plus, the, you know, part of the, the, the whole pain and narcotics thing early on is just like, like the first of Aaron's bone broth that I had mm -hmm. It was way too rich. I was like on the fucking toast diet there for a bit. Oh, because it, oh, that makes like, sense. Yeah. For, okay. for some reason, I was like, I t you know, had some and I'm just like, okay, whoa. Oh, this that's is interesting. The bland. And, and sourdough toast with butter. And then it was sourdough toast with an egg on, you know, fried egg or scrambled egg on it. And then it uh, graduated tuna. And then now I can tol I can tolerate kind of anything right now. But yeah. That, Early I mean, that's on, fascinating, like, actually. Whoa, this is really well. I wonder if it's because your body is trying to dumb down everything, like all sensitivity, just because it's all information, it's all data points, yeah. and therefore, if something peaks, they kind of all kind of liven up. Ah, yeah, I don't know. It would just, um, and but it also could have been early on. You know, like just take that level of narcotics, you're not. The bowel movement is like the furthest thing from possibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's like going on the velocity diet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, oh need that, you need God. that flax. Remember, that flax oil is a lifesaver. Remember that? <laughs> I, we talked about it on the last one just for oh, a good, minute nice. with Blair because they were talking about like, what's the dumbest um, What's the dumbest diet you've ever done? I was like, I did the velocity diet. Uh, you can't get dumber than that. Yeah, it was. I don't think. That was something. That was something. Jeez. <laughs> And who's the who's the guy who runs uh fuck i just lost his name too yeah, i thought it was, was gonna T, come it was like initials it's like tj or yeah tr or something um i can't i think of it i'm trying to think of the first time that i saw it too i think it was on uh, even dan, dan john posted about it oh yeah right yeah. and then i think he did it uh but it was i want to say we i want to say that i did before but maybe dan john did turn me on to it because i i remember reading the article on like t nation or something yeah, yeah. okay so is that that's yeah. the guy who wrote it, it yeah the, okay I, I think so. And I, I just remember God, it was I, just like fucking I'll just look this up just in, in protein this, powder, fish oil and fiber <laughs> pills for 30 yeah. days. Dude, I didn't uh, even the fish. No, you forgot I, the caffeine in ephedra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the stack. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can't find attribute the correct. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the the, the oh, inventor of. Is the velocity diet healthy? Mm, you're going down the wrong. <laughs> That's not why you do it. Let me see. If this it, it's just like rapid, insane uh, fat loss. Yeah. It's like, you know, you should be able to remove a pound a day is, is what I yeah. remember. I, I mean, it's been, that was like. Yeah. But if you didn't have like more than four pounds extra to start with, dude, it's not like a. Um, oh, man, no one's attributing to who came up with this. Really? Yeah, there's there's lots of there's like lots of ideas now. Direct Fish download oils. from the universe sounds like. Yeah, was, <laughs> <laughs> if that's your if that's your revelation, God hates you. Oh yes, <laughs> like, and anyone who <laughs> listens to you, <laughs> I would be, I would be, um, I, I mean, I would be atheist for sure. Orig original velocity diet, maybe the soul. 
Uh, yeah, T Nation. Here it is. Okay. Maybe forums. God, I'll find it. We'll have to put yeah. it in there because it's not. Now they have a whole. Di- you have like a whole diet pack. You can kind of like yeah, just yeah. Buy now the it's, whole you know, thing. It's, it's tied to commerce, and I mean, it was in the beginning as well, but yeah, um, but not with, you know, a system you could buy into. Yeah, I guess. I guess I could just look up who came up with. <laughs> I just, I just think it's um, the shit that we've done, and, and I mean, after. Um, the 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 diet podcast with uh, you and Blair and Aaron um, was recorded and Blair came home. We were talking about it, and uh, you know, and she said she said I've never done a you know a like a fad. What was the stupidest diet you ever did, yeah. or something like that? And I don't think she had one. I mean, yeah, she just said like gluten free was kind of the first fad diet she did, and it like it, alleviated some like long, you know, lifelong time oh, lifelong problems. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was just like, I've never, I've, I've never participated in a fad diet except 1995 with the Zone. I was, yeah, I was about. <laughs> do you know what's funny? Do you know how many people still are like that's the best diet I've ever done? Like they've never yeah. felt better than that. Uh, yeah. Chris Warden said that the other day yep. he was like dude i've never had more success than the than that diet Ex- although he's doing fairly well right now okay uh just watch it like eating healthily and like give you know he's sucking down the organ meat and oh good and eating a lot of meat but um yeah he, he mentioned the zone diet too and it's like dry even a little bit to get those abs to <laughs> yeah. pop i mean it's not <laughs> it's not a bad um uh, the zone diet's not it's a very organized methodical approach to it yeah and it was and it was simple to understand yeah and then it was really simple for me when i had to make some adaptations to do that and okay um and so i did have a an affirmative answer to have you ever participated in a fad diet uh i just forgot conveniently you know for a moment (laughs) before i answered i uh i'm trying to think Uh, yeah so i did my i did my first diet when i was like 14 or 15 okay atkins Ooh. Yeah, I did Atkins diet when I was in high school, and I, I remember I, I read it on a magazine cover, like yeah. a Men's Health or a Men's, yeah. a men's, yeah, a men's of course. And being at a, a, a Men's Cosmo a, as you a, a susceptible age, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I read, the guy, the guy on the cover obviously was jacked, and I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to look like. Like, how do yeah. I do? And I like open it up, and it's like limit carbohydrate and use this Atkins thing, and so. I started, I just went full blown and I was only eating like eggs and bacon <laughs> and I passed out in gym class. Like I was like, so, cause it, I, I'm guessing at that age, you're like, you're but, processing quite a bit of yeah, you glucose. Have a huge energy requirement. Yeah. <laughs> and I was skate, I mean, I would skateboard like five miles to school and skateboard all five miles. And so. Well, and at least you passed out in gym class and not on and a not skateboard. And not on a skateboard. Yeah. And, and I think my, I think my cousin, my best friend at the time was like, you need to eat like a fucking candy bar or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I kept with it for quite a while. Uh, and, and I can't remember why I broke, but I had like, I had a lot of success with it. I like, you know, it's a weird age. Like, and what what does that mean? I mean, I I leaned out as like a chubby, awkward teenager. I just like, um, and I was, I mean, gym class was ridiculous. We'd do like maybe a set of bench press and then like some lunges. And that was my weightlifting class. Like there was not real stress involved. Yeah. Uh, Real, I wasn't like stressing the system for real. So I didn't like need sports nutrition or something. Right. So I was getting away with a lot. Oh, yeah. But I mean, as far as like... And oh, breakfast for every meal? What's, you know? Yeah. What's to complain about there? <laughs> I mean, my diet fat shit goes deep. 
because I started with Atkins. Um, and, and and once you if you if that's where yeah. you start, yeah. yeah. And then I ended up on a macrobiotic diet because then I got super obsessed with health. Okay. And my uncle. Is, the, so the pendulum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. The other so way. I was. I mean, your my diet was probably consisting of like ninety percent carbohydrates, but all from like raw oats and and like raw garbanzo beans and like I mean, did you actually eat the dirt that the sprouts were grown in, <laughs> or did you just eat the sprouts? I just ate the sprouts. Okay. But lots of sprouts. <laughs> yeah. And I mean lots. And I I remember like I got my I, I got a I, I'm wearing one of my sprout <laughs> crunchers today nice. a yeah. sprout cruncher yeah a sprout cruncher you know they've got to be wearing birkenstocks to walk through the Dude, sprout field that di- do you know what's <laughs> weird about i mean it was like i was probably i would allow myself like an egg a week okay you know as like a protein source but other yeah. than that i'd get it from sprouted almonds or something and i was doing that i was living at san diego at the time and my uncle turned me on to it and so i was juicing a lot i was like but I was juice, with the juicer, yeah, yeah, like yeah. extracting Ju- the, yeah. none the, of the not the not the, the things that would actually work. <laughs> yeah, you weren't injecting your juice. <laughs> no, um, but I actually, of- <laughs> funny enough, the person who got me off of the diet was I was doing a photo shoot and this bodybuilder guy came and he was like just jacked out of his mind. And yeah. I was training at the time. It's like, man, how do you build so much muscle? And he's like, man, you got to eat a lot of protein. And I was like, yeah, I mean, but isn't that bad for you? And it was like fuck no and i was like man i'm training a lot and i was sk- i was a f- i was oh, an adult I, yeah right and it was the lightest i've ever been as an adult i went from 190 and then when i started the macrobiotic diet i was down to 174 it's six foot two and and wearing fingerless <laughs> gloves to stay warm in the fucking frozen food aisle as you you know try and get that's no joke i lived in san diego and it's the coldest i've ever been in my entire life yeah and i would bike to work i would buy like i was riding my bike all the time i was doing a lot of aerobic activity like kind of like not well yeah not not like training i didn't know what training was uh but i would go to the gym and do three sets of 10 and shit um but he he was like no you gotta eat protein i was like how much he was like 200 grams and i was like trying to do (laughs) math in my head and i was like I think I'm getting like 20 grams a day. And he was like, you're going to die. And I was like, I kind of feel like it. On a long enough timeline? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I went home and I like. If you if you keep not coming to your senses, you yeah. will die. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I went home and like made, I think, an omelet or something. I remember feeling so guilty about it. Like, oh, man, I'm just. My uncle's going to be so disappointed in me because he believed that this was health. And I was just like, but man, it doesn't, you know. So I just, I switched immediately and never looked back. I was still eating like rolled oats and garbage like that because it's like bodybuilder stuff. And that's when I went to the bodybuilder diet and started like maximizing protein and protein, more protein. More protein. And shitty protein sources. And my stomach always hurt because of oatmeal. And then I found paleo diet. Oh yeah. Okay, so this is that time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be that, that was like two thousand and one or two thousand two, two thousand three, and then that I did sounds, that for a while, yeah. and then about two thousand five, I was like all in on maybe it was six. Two thousand six was paleo, like just, I mean, head first. I read, you know. Lauren Cordain stuff. Yeah. I read everything that I could find on it. I didn't know yet about Rob Wolf yet or any of those. But then when I did find Rob Wolf, everything he said made sense. And I was like, oh, this dude's a fucking genius. Yeah. And he, like, he's fucking very smart oh, dude. Oh, very smart. Yes. Um, and has applied some of that knowledge to his own existence. 
I, I think so. And I would still stand by that. I mean, like, man, the fact oh, yeah. that I had Rob Wolf as a, as a, like a person to look up to when I was learning nutrition while he was experimenting with what he, that you can't. And to see that, I think that the, the, a really valuable thing there is, is the term experiment because mm-hmm. he's, you know, trying stuff and because he's yeah. got that, um, you know, a little bit of science, yeah. you know, bent, yeah. um, that that he would record the results of the trying, you yep. know, and he would he wouldn't try seven things at a time, and then d- yeah, yeah. you know didn't know what worked or didn't work, and and um, it was it was actually pretty cool to witness from the outside. Yeah, somewhere in between there, I did do um, Brendan Brendan uh, the vegan what oh God now I can't a Vega diet. Oh, I thought you were going to say the 30 bananas a day guy, but no, 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 no. Yeah, that, we, we just, just laughed we just, about that. We just laughed about that. We didn't actually yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was into the, what was the hyperlipid forum that we were laughing oh, about? Y- yes. <laughs> the all fat. I mean, that oh, was true keto, but. God. <laughs> uh, Blast yeah. from the past. Yeah. Th- yeah hyperlipid. That was, a, that was some amazing. Th- yeah, I think it's still up. Okay. I think you can still find all that when they're first talking about like chugging butter, yeah. like melted butter. And now like, obviously it's changed, but the, the 30 bananas a day thing was wild too. Uh, and I was open. I was just open to trying shit. Oh yeah. I, I like, I mean, totally open. Yeah. Um, I would do pretty much anything. And then I, what's weird about it is like, man, that gave me such a broad experience with so many different things to yeah. recognize. I had a, I felt so fucking good on the Vega diet. Like, I'm not joking. I felt fantastic. No kidding. Yeah, because I was just starting to do endurance work. And they mm. were like high quality sources of carbohydrate yeah. um, and, and very managed calorie. Okay. So I was like leaning out. I was like, had a ton of energy. Day 30 hit, dead, mm. like completely fucked. And I was like, okay, this diet sucks. But uh, it was, I don't know, it was, it was good for me to try, you know? I think all of them are good to try. Yeah um in in some way if if your mind is like that and yeah. and i i don't know the, the strict adherence to the zone for me for however you know there's a period in the 90s and i'll just say two years ish mm-hmm. um and you know with my calorie count book and my fucking scale <laughs> by you know in the kitchen and all that stuff um I think that cured me of any sort of, <laughs> you know, weighing and measuring for the rest of my life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, you know, and it did come back to it, um, but only, you know, d- you know, during that original uh, 300 movie film job. I mean, that's the diet that we used for everyone. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just designed the, a three-week rotating menu mm-hmm. um, and determined, that, you know, what blocks for what people and what additionals. And then the 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 kitchen luke who ran the the kitchen for our you know whole team of whatever let's just say 40 people total um that had to be on that diet then he was making those decisions for me so i was just getting the stuff delivered yeah you know or handed to me or whatever in the correct proportions by someone else which i can understand um the seductive nature of that yeah also yeah you know uh, um but but as far then as far as going back and and thinking about uh i mean i just i i the only thing i think about and i'd just do it on an intuitive basis now would be you know bit the calories out calories in thing yeah food quality leaning more towards protein yeah that's that's all i got 
I think that's probably all of it. I mean, yeah, when you get an in-depth knowledge and experience with modifying things extremely, you just end up by coming back to the thing, the fundamentals that are super simple. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, oh, and now when people overcomplicate it, you kind of get mad. Yep. Although, you know. <laughs> or, you go, or you go, oh, yeah, you're in that part of this experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, in, in, in the point, like, where all of, I, I think that is true for all things, um, is complicated is better. <laughs> or. It's better for sales. Well, Cause it, but it's a, also, it, it also, I, I think for, for um, the, the the individual who is new to something, is it fitness, is it diet, is it shooting, is it yeah. you know cycling, is you know whatever activity, <laughs> you know the more early on, more but until you have an actual experience with mm -hmm. it, um, compli more complicated is more seductive because it seems like it would be more effective. Yeah. And then it also feels like you are exercising some control over the shit, even though that's an illusion. Um, it gives you this, uh, this, this uh, reinforces this idea that, that you are driving that uh, vehicle. And, and, and eventually it just comes down to, um, you know, you'll get back to the simple sort of more fundamental thing eventually, but you have to go through the arc of, um, of overcomplicating shit for a while until you a either learn the rules, to simplify it, and, yeah. and 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 you then you can go back to, to sort of more simple things. Um, but in the beginning, you know, if you don't have experience and you don't have the knowledge, well, you're gonna be easily seduced towards complication uh, or mean, complexity. That's never been my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, should we go back and look at all the gun shit that i bought I, to try it, to make up for a lack of wanting I, to do I, things the right you know it's funny i was talking with steve about that mm. uh gunsmith steve yeah yesterday and um and because he was lamenting the fact that you know everybody wants a thug gun which is ultimate yeah. simple pistol in my uh -huh. opinion um uh or or or, or a a complex pistol built on a foundation of simple cons, very simple yeah, yeah. Uh, and fundamental concepts. And, and he goes, and you know, until they want to start adding unicorn shit. <laughs> and I was just laughing. I'm like, yeah, it took me a long time, you know, an, an, on a, even, even on an accelerated arc to arrive at the mm -hmm. point where that pistol was a necessity yeah. um, for me. And, and then I just, you know, I see, a lot of friends, you know, on that arc that I was mm -hmm. on, you know, going through that, you know, complicated, yeah. you know, fucking bells, whistles, unicorn Modify thing. Modify the shit out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, and, t and, and I watched it happen. I go, well, that, I did it too. And yeah. I think it's a human nature thing more than anything. And there's no way you could say, don't hear the end result you will, you, you will reach eventually is this, you should just go there now. Yeah. But if you just went there now, you wouldn't believe in it. Yeah. So I, that's a hundred percent correct. So you, ha you, you have to walk the path and, um, well, I was, about to say, it's the same, it's, it's the same universally, I think. And, and this yes, is like, yes, you okay how many you go political with it and you're like how many people have to lose 
all you know personal rights inalienable rights before they're like oh that's why we had that law because yes. right now almost immediately it's really hard you know as a let's just say like as a a person who goes about their day um you know a pretty good job you know it's fulfilling kind yeah. of at least it pays good to, so you can experience these things with your friends and you go out on the weekends and you have like this you know fucking homogenized mediocre life okay that, that is is it is the paramount of success compared to third world countries and you know it is it's yeah it, ostensibly it's the american dream but it's kind of bullshit um, but you're, it works. You're, you are for fulfilling what has what you have been sold. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Educate all this stuff runs into it, and you're like, man, it's really hard for you to understand from your perspective of safety. Everything. I mean, you're protect. You've got insurance on everything. You've got, you know, your Apple Care on all your devices. You've yeah. got everybody is like, no, nothing bad's gonna happen. And you got that PPE, and you got that, you know. Uh, you, you got your Donny dollars. You got all that stuff to, man, the government is really working when people are in times of need. Why would we ever need these things that don't come up? Like, I don't know, guns and stuff. And it, or why does free speech need to be protected? Exactly. One, one of these things, because, man, I can get on Twitter and say kind of whatever I want, but I'm not saying anything that is going against the censorship or whatever. Yeah, if you, if you if you are an uncontroversial person, mm -hmm. then the censorship doesn't matter matter to you. Doesn't affect you. This is I've been trying to write about this this idea okay. of like because um, everybody says it, everybody's like think differently or like think outside the box or like don't you know all these all these like euphemisms that people don't really want people to practice. Like you really don't want people thinking differently because it makes you uncomfortable. Uh, you isn't like the generic person yes, who yeah. hears an idea that's kind of outside of the established norms. I also believe in the same sense that once you get used to thinking differently by pissing people off with your ideas inevitably mm -hmm. or having really hard conversations and in, in those hard conversations lead to better relationships because you call the relationships that can't tolerate different thinking yeah. and expanded ideas. Um, you go, man, this is probably one of the most important features of a human experience, but also nature. Na like nature is different. It, like that's yes. how it works. It survives on variation. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the difference is the important thing. And so you're like, I'm just doing something naturally. Um, by 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 trying different things i'm i'm acting naturally it's the most natural thing you could ever do yeah it's kind of like what's that person doing i'm going to do the opposite now some point you should inform yourself and don't flower up your gun yeah. right because then it doesn't work as well as the original piece but until you get to that point you're like oh, okay that's why you don't do it awesome i mean some of the some of the things that are you know being in in that vein that are they're you know flowering up mm -hmm. let's just say um, that are being made right now is like, yeah, that's why they're shelf queens because they don't fucking work. Like it's yeah. a really beautiful, you know, mm -hmm. um, looking thing. It, it is not a beautiful, but, but so finicky. Yeah. And if you want all reliable all the time, yeah, yeah that's a different looking tool. It definitely doesn't have ports in the slide, I found out, yeah. because when you drop it in dirt, that shit is really hard to get out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's um, I, I think. Yeah, go ahead. But but I, and 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 I think this this um, from you know my perspective. Let's see a trend towards homogeneity of ideas. 
um, you know, all along a, a particular, I'll just have to say sociopolitical theme. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the scary, absolutely the scariest thing to, mm-hmm. you know, to me. And I would just say that in the last two or three weeks of watch, you know, reading, watching, observing, you know, uh, the Libertarian Party needs, you know, louder voices. It needs more participation because the, 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 this two party bullshit. Mm -hmm. And if we'll, and and let's just use the, uh, the disinformation governance board or Mm -hmm. group or whatever the fuck. Um, ministry. I, I mean, no, let's just, you know, we could go ministry of truth cause it's funny. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the, the, the support for it among people who are willing to have an, uh, um, to, to be censored, mm-hmm. um, or willing, you know, willing to exist under censorship that is driven by cooperation between government and corporations, private businesses, um, to live under that yoke um, and the willingness to do so because the trend recently has been towards to, to moderate out ideas or censor out ideas that are uh, in conflict with, you know, the, the, the majority of their ideas. Um, only because what they believe in is being supported by these moderation, you know, content moderation and censorship measures, um, does it seem attractive to them? And it doesn't seem natural. But we, and we mentioned it earlier, you know, this idea of like never support or pass legislation that you wouldn't want your worst enemy to have dominion over, to have power, yeah. or to put into power. And so if you think about right now, we're, you know, let's just say we're two and a half years away from a, ne- from a next big election cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's midterms coming up, but mm-hmm. um, uh, two years away from the next big, big election cycle. Let's say this disinformation board, you know, comes in and fucking puts their rubber stamp on the truth and, mm-hmm. er- and everybody's fucking happy. And then let's just say there's a sweep and re- the so-called conservatives um, take... Uh, you know, take take a controlling interest in you know Congress, the Senate, etc. Yeah. Next time around, do you think they're going to fucking dissolve the disinformation <laughs> governance board, or do you think that they are suddenly going to be the arbiters of what is true and what is not true? And then anybody supporting those measures right now is gonna get fucked. And you should think about that mm-hmm. because you know tides turn, and the and. The, the, the fact that, yeah, there are bad ideas, but bad ideas don't go away by being, you know, you know how they grow and, and yeah. fester and get worse? Yeah, when you shove them under the bed. When you shove yeah. them under the bed into a dark, moist environment um, where you marginalize, the, mm-hmm. you know, the people who might have those ideas. And I mean, it came up in something, some conversation we were having recently is like, yeah, you start... Uh, Maybe I maybe I just listened to it. Maybe it was you and Josh Josh Tyler talking about like, hey, the incel thing turns bad, you know. Oh yeah, real fucking quick. Yeah, because of that sort of isolation and marginalization, and and uh, you got to air you got to air things out. You have to like move them, and that that's, I mean. Isn't interesting? I I think the argument uh, in the in the Musk uh, buying Twitter. I didn't have much 
on it originally when I was like, yeah. oh, this is an interesting move until you start seeing like news cycles on both sides celebrating and also, you know, deploring it or if that's even a word. Uh, but you get the idea. Like yeah. they're either, you know, they're either uh, decrying, make, let's yeah. say, in this, in this context. They're either making it like this is the second coming of Jesus come to save Twitter or they're making it out to be like this is the same. It's the equivalent of having like Putin run Twitter. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, neither of those are correct. So I'm just going to like watch this for a second and see what happens. And then the real arguments. That was if, some good TV right there. Man. <laughs> it was, oh. it was some good TV. The, uh, but you start seeing the real arguments come out. And that's what I'm kind of waiting for. And one of them was on the uh, Rebel, Wa- Rebel Wisdom podcast where they okay. like host these. I mean, really intense debate. They're really hard to listen to. Okay. You you have to you have to take some like deep, slow breaths because they they are like antagonistic, but they just let them go. You know, they in in it, it kind of sucks because if somebody is a vocally abusive person, you won't enjoy it at all. But yeah. if if you can get people that are just trying to get their ideas out, it can be a really good conversation. This is not of that sort. One of the okay. like but you start to get to the meat of the issue for people who know it the best, which is moderation. Yeah. And that that becomes that becomes the topic. I was like, how and it's not whether we moderate or not. Free speech is not about unfettered access or to say whatever you want because that makes everything you know 8chan or whatever it just all dissolves into the worst kind of especially and maybe this is like i don't think they've ever addressed this um it has a lot to do with anonymity yes right like and you have to have anonymity you know in order for dissent to exist in some ways yeah but it's also um, and if you think about it, like, you know, all of the pamphlets that were being printed, you know, around the time of the American Revolution, mm. I mean, especially when it came to, you know, post-revolution, uh, the Constitution has been written um, and we're now in the Alien Sedition Act era. You know, a, a lot of the the printed material um, that was that was circulating was done under anonymous names. Yeah, it had to be. It, it had yeah. to be. Yeah. Fucking get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And but but it it wasn't using that an, that anonymity was used you know as self protection against a you know a an increasingly I'll just say predatory mm-hmm. or um, uh, uh, you know government mm-hmm. um, despite having just come through a fucking revolution yeah. To, yeah. to develop a system where you know power was reined in and you know uh, on a through the process of decentralization of varying forms, um, but that power was reined in, and and then this, the Alien Sedition Act came along, and it fucking got passed, and then eventually got unpassed, I think. Um, yeah. But all, but a lot of the talking, you know, like hey, they're gonna, they'll come for me in the night if they know that I'm one of the people who's writing the shit that's getting yeah. printed and circulated, and um, but so they were hiding from the government; they weren't hiding their identity in order to just be you know, a free radical chaotic thing right. that yeah. like, ah, let's just, let's say this and see what happens, you know, cause, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, I think we can agree that there, there need to be left and right limits. Mm-hmm. Um, who establishes those limits is the, who is the thing for me? Because in my opinion, you know, and the opinion I, I would guess I got have to agree with uh, Rand Paul because I'm going to take some words out of his mouth that he um, spoke recently when having a little conversation on C-SPAN with Mr. Mayorkas. Um, 
that the U.S. government is one of the greatest purveyors of disinformation in the world, yes. and disinformation that uh, t- can can affect societies, nations, everything in a highly negative way to the extent that people are getting getting fucking killed. And you could have all sorts of examples of it in 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 the past in history, and uh, I I don't see um, how that particular you know, a, a, a body within that particular institution. So you got like the disinformation governance board as part mm-hmm. of the Department of Homeland Security, which uh, being a governmental body, you know, apart from the actual military, who is the most armed? most trained for violent confrontation which organ you know which agency in the u.s government is that is that dhs <laughs> and now you're going to give them not all you know uh filtering and enforcement powers over speech and ideas what could possibly go wrong? I mean the, the facelessness of bureaucracy is like it, it's a huge part of the the problem because yeah. we kind of you know offset all these responsibilities to no name no face to probably not elected officials to just people that elected officials put yeah. in place of or hire and there's really no due diligence on on the actual requirements like oh, the the lady who's part of this board or whatever like i get i get the perceived danger in 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 something like uh, vaccine misinformation Right. Like, yes, I, I understand it. But by creating a law around it, do you understand the danger that that raises? And so all of these things that you try to fix that you're like, you know, without any, I, I think not without it's not it's not malicious. Right. It's definitely like an act of perceived benevolence on part of the people to be able to, hey, we got to fix this problem so people don't get hurt. And so people don't, yeah. you know, get sucked into the psyops of, of QAnon or, or whatever. And then they become radicalized and then they show up at the Capitol and they cause these things. The, the harm that that causes, although real is so very rare, right. Compared to yeah. the other thing that is actually probably happening. So uh, let's say like, I'm not against vaccines. Everybody should have access to them. Um, do I think you should force them on people? Absolutely not. I think that's, you know, uh, an easy ethical argument that you should make yep. uh, based off especially what we've seen. But um, I do understand the harm in like doctors and people coming on and, and claiming things that are not true and how easy that is for people to understand that or for people to be under the perception that they're they're harmful. But that being said, if you make a law that says you cannot criticize vaccines or medical establishment or something like that, you do realize, like, does that mean you're, you don't think that there's anything inherently bad that a pharmaceutical company or or a healthcare company could do that might be mired in um, making profit over helping people? And if, if you, if you don't think that you're an, you can do some pretty easy, quick history, Google searches and see, just how quickly this gets out of hand and therefore by saying like by you know let's take the hillbillies who are like fuck vaccine i'll never put something in my body and you're like okay that person's at risk right they're at risk because they're probably you know especially in this era they're like 300 pounds overweight they're definitely at risk because of covid infection they could logically die 
But that that's a very mm. real outcome for that person. And so you're like, okay, we're going to protect that person by, you know, uh, censoring all of the topics that might come up in that person's Facebook feed with their, you know, inbred, whatever subgroup. Yeah. And <clears throat> we want to make sure that that person doesn't get infection and die. Meanwhile, to do so, you make it so easy to cover up all of the harms that very big corporations who already have kind of, you know, easy, easy outs on all of this because of yeah. the, the the deals that they signed with governments in order to, you know, not be liable for any damages. You're you're now making it impossible to discover a harm if it were present. Yes, that is one of the most fucked up things that I don't think people recognize, even if you're like, hey, yeah, get the vaccine is probably going to help you, especially if you've ignored your health your entire fucking life. But also, man, if you make this a law, we're all pretty fucked about trying to figure out what is safe and what is not. And now what instead you've done is you've taken the people who might see this logic and go, yeah. oh, shit, we're super fucked. Who am I going to be against now? I'm going to be very skeptical of pharmaceutical agents. Yep. I'm going to be very skeptical of health ministers, government officials. That's just, and that's my natural reaction. I'm not saying that that's like what everybody else might fit into. That's my natural reaction to going, oh, wait, there's, you mean there's, you mean it's illegal to, to criticize these people? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the premise Upon which this idea of, you know, needing a regulatory body for disinformation mm -hmm. is, rests is that anybody not in government is too ignorant to think for themselves. Yeah. I, Where most people have to think for themselves mm -hmm. on a daily basis. When it comes to their personal finances, yeah. when it comes to managing their own health, you know, hey, as simple as do I buy the processed food? Do I buy the not processed yeah. food? That's that's somebody thinking for themselves right there oh. um, or, or not <laughs> because they went processed. But um, to, to imagine you know, after having, you know, be, you know, you're you're fucking highly educated, this and that you somehow get in government. Um, you know, there's the, the, and, and to suddenly think that, 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 that ex your personal experience and that position places you above people who made different choices, but who also make up society that, that fucking galls me because, you know, when we start seeing what some of these elected officials do or appointees mm -hmm. do, how they manage and navigate their own lives. I don't know if you've seen, you know, because there, there are, you know, outs certain outspoken politicians, especially if they don't have a ton of power, they always get othered, right? Yeah. And, and uh, but, you know, a lot of times they do it to themselves. For sure. Because they are stupid. And for them to think that they're in a position, uh, that, that, that their position uh, affirms their higher intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, again, that fucking galls me. The fact that, you know, I don't give a fuck. Madison Cawthorn wants to dress up in women's clothes or get mm -hmm. naked or whatever. I do not care. The fact that two different times he has been stopped by the TSA 
trying to board an airplane with a loaded firearm in his carry-on, mm-hmm. he ain't fucking helping the co- you know no. anybody there. He's just a dumb motherfucker mm-hmm. who doesn't understand that his actions have effects on future policy and on the you know rights, freedoms, opportunities of the people he you know purportedly represents. Yeah, to, uh, the like, repre- that is some dumb shit. The, the representation thing is really, it's so hard to fathom because pe- because we're so out of touch with representation. It is the ruling class. And th- oh, this, yeah. is, this is what I don't get about modern arguments about equality and all of this other, like... Um, democracy no. is not, you know, this is not a democracy. No, 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 it, 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 not in, in at a all. sense. But I just want to, yeah. But I just want to go like maybe preempt one, not preempt, mm-hmm. but just uh, flavor the earth here for for where you're headed. Is that uh, majority rule is exactly what the founders were against? I, I yes, a hundred percent, and that that's really hard for people to understand. But this is this is something. I mean, John Adams talked about, but even before that, in the uh, French Revolution, this was like kind of the height of the topic, philosophically. Everybody kind of knows that the majority is wrong. Like that that is so well understood throughout history. And you you look like this is also another funny thought that I had on my my little hike with Lambert the other day cuz this is fuck such a waste of time maybe but also yeah. what I can't stop thinking about um which is these ideas that we expect these ideas that are from tradition these millennial old inherent philosophical roots i.e. democracy you know um straight out of athens and right into the heart of basically western civilization what we'd call the foundation of western civilization it has not saved western civilization right greece fell the romans fell like every civilization that has used you know quote-unquote democracy and this is this is kind of the same argument that i would use against communism or any of about these like really generic bad ideas for human living which is it which is homogenized living like yes. that is the idea between democracy uh, whether it's whether it's um you know however it's set up totalitarianism all of it is just trying to get the the mass of people kind of like a herd of people to operate so that a few people can benefit greatly yes and and so that a few people and by benefiting you mean control Except, yeah, yeah. Well, because that's, it's a, yeah, there's these power complexes. Because we don't have like individual electrons, you know, flying around. No. Uh, you know, or, or, or getting organized into things, you know, then it's easier to control. If they're all just. For sure. If everybody's just doing the same thing, it's a really easy thing to push on the boundaries and then everybody moves into the coal. Um, the interesting thing about that is like, okay, this idea did not save it didn't save civilizations for the past 2000 years. Why are we under the impression that democracy is going to save us today? Now that opens up some very terrifying questions about like, well, what does or, or what comes in, in the void that is democracy? Cause I think it's pretty easy. We could say, Hey, it's our best system so far, you know, a representative Represent- democracy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A representative Republic. That, that might be our best like, idea, but yeah. These are the things that I think people aren't taught to question because they're they're so inherent in the system. It's 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 like people people aren't taught to question how strange it is for another human to tell another human how to live. What we call the dominator model, which is 
if you put democracy and all of these great concepts and ideas that we learn about all through school and, and we're taught how great they are so that we can go work in the factory and buy the car and live in the house and yeah. get the wife and the 2.5 kids, great. All of that stuff is part of actually a system that's a dominator model system as opposed to an egalitarian or an equalitarian system, which would mean another person cannot tell you how to live. Um, because we are in the... We are so they can, entrenched. They can limit the the way you express, mm -hmm. you know, your individual, you know, freedom to choose how you want to live. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, end of my fist sort of thing. You know, my my individual right ends there. People you know. people take this idea of like egalitarian, and they do this all the time. They're like, oh, so everything's just a utopia, and everybody just gets along, and you're like. No, you don't understand egalitarian civilizations that actually existed for millennia before we had a dominator system. The egalitarian systems were some of the most harsh. And a lot of people think that it's like everybody gets equal. And you're like, you miss, you misunderstand <laughs> egalitarian. Everybody yeah. gives equal so that yes. all can live. It is not about taking. In fact, taking more than you need is a death penalty in egalitarian societies. Yep. Which tells you something about how the how the world might look if you were to actually be equal to somebody. It's not equal get, it's equal give, and that's something nobody is willing to do. And that's why that's why we're under the model that we are. So if you're mad about the power structure, you're mad about this, it's like, how do you change that? Well, you set up the system closest to representing equal giving towards, you know, whatever your small community is and see how that plays out and see the people that attracts and see the people that it kicks out, see the people it excludes. And then it comes to the, the next part where we're, to, where we're told like, oh yeah, exclusion is so bad. Like I just watched that um, fucking thing, uh, documentary on uh, American Eagle. No, not American Eagle, Abercrombie. Oh, Abercrombie Fitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like, this is a big thing because, you know, I'm, I'm part of the Netflix propaganda machine yep. and I watch what they tell me to watch. Yep. It, I mean, you know, we think you might like this. So somebody yeah. told me, but they're like, man, it's really interesting. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, it seems super fucking lame. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. identified with that brand. And I think that brand is bullshit. Like, yeah. it makes no surprise to me that they were, you know, in cahoots with, you know, white propaganda, whatever they want to claim. So I watched it and I was like, you know, the whole time, the crime that they're accused of is exclusiveness. Exclusion. They're exclusive. They don't let. No, they didn't let these. And maybe they're exclusive because of race. Maybe they're exclusive. What they claim is they're not exclusive based off of race. They claim that they're exclusive based off of looks. And I go right on. Like, why can't you have attractive people in your store? Like, yeah, you, you probably shouldn't be racist. That's a bad idea. But also... If you were of a race that they didn't want working there, why would you want to try to work there? And if that becomes evident, the business will fail, which it has. Like the, the thing has fallen, but yes. they're claiming that inclusion is what is going to save it. And I go, wait a second. <laughs> it, <laughs> there's no way that this is true. And, and if you don't believe in exclusion, inclusion, maybe you should go pick it at Delta and ask them why there's a first class and a business class and a second class and a comfort plus. Why don't you pick at them? That is the real inclusion, exclusion in America, which has nothing to do with race. It has absolutely everything to do with your class. If yes. you were rich, you're here. And if you were not, well, now we're dissolving you down or you're going to make it to the top. There's a, there's a, there's a pressure to get rid of the middle which is the 
you know, backbone of American culture, or it has been for its entire existence until now. And I think that's, that's something that people miss quite a bit. The, the weird part about that fundamental kind of idea, um, and I was like, whatever, the show was stupid, but it just brought up kind of this funny point about how people, how, how the average person views the world based off how they've been told to view the world. Like yeah. with enough music and enough like, you know, uh, dark, dark, um, ominous sounds around CEOs of a company that made t-shirts for fucking, you know, fuck boys in the 1990s. Yeah. You can start to believe that this is like, this is the evil. And you're like, it's not evil. It's opportunism. It's all sorts of things, but that's not what evil looks like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, <laughs> this idea of, of like trying to eviscerate the middle. Mm -hmm. So you just, you basically just have haves and haves nots mm -hmm. and small percentage of people. Um, I came across this article, which I shared with you and, oh, yeah, and Joe yeah, today yeah. Um, about uh, a, a book um, uh, written by a woman named Carol Ross. I haven't done any due diligence here about, you know, what her biases may be. Oh, right. But um, this book that, that she has just recently published is called The War on Small Business. And it and in this interview with her um, and, and a d description, uh, you know, talking about this book and the the fact that, you know, the pandemic was, you know, or maybe it's a bit radical in opinion um, that the pandemic was used to, you know, crush small business and aggregate, you know, more yeah. power and, and, and financial um, uh, wherewithal with, with the, you know, larger corporations, with more uniform corporations, with, um, with, with uh, you know, specific individuals as opposed to. And again, it's like, hey, if you have all these, you know, small businesses running around, you know, these random, you know, electrons, you know, doing their thing independently you know that's dangerous for leadership of any kind and so we have to get rid of them i mean and, and so I, I can't again i can't go back to this idea of you know big conspiracy that happened sure. with a lot of forethought and people like meeting behind mm -hmm. cabals know, and, cabals and yeah. shit like that so like hey the, the, the but but circumstantially after the fact you know the good intent was shut down these businesses um you know where people might you know congregate in order to uh, in order to limit the spread of this particular virus or whatever mm -hmm. um but allow these bigger corporations like the big box store stayed open but the little mom and pop stores where there would have been fewer people interacting with fewer people um, got got shut down and then we're not allowed to survive. And then they try to buy you off by sending you a fucking check um, or, you know, saying it'll be better in the future or now or, or you yeah, know, you can just have your restaurant outside in the street. And then we're going to. Uh, and if you want to keep doing that after the whole pandemic is over, then you're going to have to pay a $7,500 fee or whatever the fuck it is in order to maintain your outdoor dining business. I, uh, we're in a world of fucking trouble. Well, again, and, and, and I think this is, you know, that, you know, the backbone, you know, part of the backbone of the nation has been small business mm -hmm. for not only, um, uh, you know, let's just say innovation of some kind, mm -hmm. but then also uh, servicing non-homogenized markets. And then, qui bono, you know, who's going to benefit the most from when those things go away? The, the only diversity that matters for like a species success is, is, is the one that diversifies uh, in, invested interest. So... 
like the, the diversity that we're talking about, like, oh, we need more diversity in our like workspace, which we mean like hire an African-American. And like that is not what diversity is good for insulating a market for. Diversity of ideas and investment is actually yeah. what insulates a market. And when you collapse all of these conglomerates or huge businesses start to buy up everything, I don't know, like AT&T and uh, Amazon and Walmart, and, and they start to basically become a vacuum suck. That means the entirety of the the entirety of the success of our culture is now a linchpin of companies that are too big to fail. We've experienced this so many times. But I think if you aggregate, you know, market market share or mm -hmm. power within a larger organ, you know, with a larger yet single organization, mm -hmm. and then you can somehow manage to control that organization well, as a government entity, um, you, you know, it's just it's just a lot. It, it's easier well, now. <laughs> suddenly, you have control of the people because you know it, if you ha have, you can somehow influence. Amazon to carry certain books or not carry mm -hmm. certain books because it, you know, obviously it's just a bookstore. Um, but or, or you start influencing those kinds of things. Well, the the company with the biggest reach affects the, the, the you know affects the greatest number of people. Yeah. And so that's your that's your leverage point yeah. right there. Is it's like okay, we we aggregate you know power and uh, and finance into um, yes ever larger companies, but but. Uh, but fewer of them, yeah. And then we can, uh, as a uh, influencer, because that's what the you know federal government is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the biggest fucking influencer, influencer ever. Yeah, on uh, ever. Um, <laughs> you know, again, you, you control or have the ability to influence behavior of those companies, then you get to control more people because more people are dependent on those companies. Exactly. Based on this evisceration of the middle, which is great for power accumulation, right? Oh. Like it's it's oh. such an easy button to push, and people might very not, smart. People might not realize how to push it but if all the government really has to do is call in the leaders of facebook or call in the leaders of yeah. any of these big companies that really in like have algorithms whatever you want to call it they have a sway over public perception and public ideas and all they have to say is like hey if you don't do this this is the way that we're going so in order to exist as a you know you know 200 billion dollar company 300 billion dollar company whatever it ends up being they go oh, okay we're gonna we're gonna we're going to keep doing this. But if you have a lot of small businesses, some of them are going to go, fuck you. Yeah. I will do, I can replace this by doing something else. You can't force me to do this. That is also the power. And that is the structure that is resilient because then you yes. don't get people acting just off of, 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 of power pressure. You get people acting out of integrity for what is good. And that is how a market survives. That's how a civilization survives is based off of integrity and personal responsibility. And you're like, you know, erase our YouTube. We don't have one, but erase this, whatever channel we say that's offensive, get rid yeah. of it. I'm not going to stop talking. Like I will, I won't do it. You can't, there's no amount of money that gets my feeling of uh, the importance in discussing these topics is is non-negotiable there's no price that can shut it out of my brain because it's it's not something that you can buy like my my alarm bells are not purchasable yeah and i th and i think that th this idea also when it comes to sort of you know the the moderation types mm -hmm. of things we're going to shut this down we're going to prevent this person from saying this um uh be, it, is it's pretty 
fascinating because, um, you know, somebody out and agree. Did you find that Facebook yeah. experiment thing? Yeah. Because th- th- that's pretty. That's pretty fascinating to me because if, when it starts, when these this type of pressure cooker results in mm-hmm. physical manifestation of the you know these ideas. Um, okay, that's there. There could be a good argument there for some moder, you know, for mm-hmm. for moderation. Again, who does the moderating, um, yep. and and what is their bias, and what is their uh, you know what is the end goal? Mm-hmm. But but the fact that you know somebody's complaining like, hey, someone said something bad about me on a social media platform, or they sent me a picture of something that I found offensive. They must be stopped. I'm like, why don't you stop fucking looking? You, you know, yeah. it's not you, you You stop this other person by coercion mm-hmm. rather than voluntarily modifying your own behavior. Wow, that's an interesting idea uh, that, that well, that's becoming, you know, a major that's becoming one of the I don't know what you call it. Maybe it's a major tenet of American society is this. Uh, delusion of responsibility right like this no matter who you are it's yeah. like it's not your fault it's your ancestors it's the it's the people who persecuted your ancestors it's 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 many different things um and, and there's some to some degree trauma i think it's fairly it's a new it's a newer study but trauma is inherited like we we do have a genetic we don't know what the genetic sequence is but we do have some kind of attachment to i think it's up to three generations of very traumatic whatever that being said that should be investigated but at what point you become responsible for your own life is is that that idea is slowly dissolving into let let the state take care of you and all of this sort of things uh the the um experiment you're talking about this uh is is first done by this guy aaron uh rabinowitz i'm gonna rabinowitz rabinowitz yeah i think yeah so he um it's the the monster island was the group in the experiment nice. yeah so nice. it, his idea i think i think originally he started it because he had a fairly concrete idea that free speech is that we just need to go unfettered yeah and so he hosted this forum where they guaranteed so was, he was he was a actual free speech absolutist yes not like an obama free speech absolutist no 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 no. he was and and although liberal he i think he did actually believe it and after four years of this experiment i think they finally shut it down because somebody who was in there was involved in the kenosha shooting and so and he was and he's like they go and document the whole thing it is out of control like what comes into an environment like that where you can have anonymity and free reign yeah and it's like people got docs people would threaten lives of family members and they were posting like i mean like insane threats like people would go out of their way to find like take pictures of family members of people they were arguing with and then use that as a threat to win an argument this is what unfettered free speech becomes when combined with anonymity yes and 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 there you have it i mean if we and we just go back to the mike tyson thing on the airplane the other day (laughs) he was like dude wouldn't do that no yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um and i were talking you know recently you know sort of about combat shooting and combatives and this Mm -hmm. kind of thing he's just like yeah a lot of people just need to get punched in the face you know, or and I said it's been too long for me. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So I, um, dude, it sucks. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to me that the, like the, the whole idea of a lack of consequence because you know, of the activity that I participated mm-hmm. in for a while, um, where there, you know, it's, it was one, and, and, and one of the reasons that, that climbing was so good, um, as sort of a, uh, peacetime training for the military mm-hmm. is because it's one of the only things that you could actually do where there were, there could be really radical consequences to your decisions. Yeah. And, it, it, and so, um, so there was a lot of carryover of ideas and the assumption of responsibility and analysis and and um, and the relationship with risk and these mm-hmm. kinds of things, um, and that you know to me that's why this idea of not taking responsibility or at least you know looking at it in some way is is quite foreign to me. Yeah, I mean, at what point are you responsible for the food that you eat? Like, uh, is the government responsible? I mean, to swing it back around to how we yeah, kind yeah. of entered in, this is kind of interesting because, again, like, if there's censorship about ideas that don't support, I don't know, the people who are heavily invested in a patented food type. Yeah. That also happen to be heavily invested in social media outlets and infrastructure that has to do with how we communicate with each other. But a patented, i.e. artificial. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, for, for food to be, I guess most people don't see this is a, a Maja Noah's, uh, like, this is one of his talking points as recently, which is... It, it's being, he's being held up as a radical because of it, which is kind of interesting. It's like... Okay. People are being pushed towards processed foods because you can patent a processed food. Yes. And therefore, you can own the domain in which that thing is created and therefore control and charge, uh, you know, a oh. substantial fee or control the market. Yeah. You can't do that with natural food types. True. You can't do that with natural. You can't do that with natural medicine either. Like, yeah. Are, are you like. And this gets into weird ground because I, I, I definitely veer admittedly towards the more natural approach to healthcare. I understand. Yeah. Um, not crazy. Like I get a staph infection. That's a, that's an antibiotic for me. That's like, that's medical attention. I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's no other way to treat it. Like a poultice made out of fucking whatever root I, you know, lamb's ear or whatever you would do it. I'm like, yeah. I'll solve. I, yeah. I, if you want to risk that, go ahead. But I, I think like, I don't want to like chop off a toe. Yeah, microbes of, have been discovered. Right. Yeah. Uh, to some degree. And I'm okay doing that. But I, if I get sick, probably like, you know, unless it becomes an identifiable bacterial infection, I'm not touching pretty much anything. And let, I'm just going to take care of myself. That That's the weird line that I fit. But on. isn't that it with most people? No. Because what are you going to do when you get a cold? What do you do when you get a cold? Most most people go to a doctor and get an antibiotic, even though it doesn't. They don't. They're they're not bridging the gap that it's actually a virus, not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's let's leave that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but to that degree, most people would in this day and age think of me as like an extremist of some yeah. sort. Yeah. But. Well, if, if you don't hold believe wholesale in Biden's policies. You are an extremist, right? Or as it, defined by and whoever, you know. like I mean, Biden is one of them, but as a puppet, like any of the others that are pushing corporate yeah. ideas. And so, I, I was simply referring to a quotation oh. recently where, <laughs> where uh, the soon-to-be former White House press secretary, oh, right, um, was saying something. Yeah, Biden called it anybody who didn't believe in an idea is an extremist, and he's going to continue doing so. 
And I was like, man, I guess we've just jumped the shark. Misdefined that term. (laughs) Lost the definition. Now we don't get to use it for someone who's actually, you know, cutting people's heads off and making videos. Well, it's okay because the new press secretary is a person of color and identifies it LGBTQ. So we're more diverse, although more homogenized in, in anything that actually matters. We're super fucked, but <laughs> with the food yeah. thing. Okay, uh, yeah. So let's go because this is a fascinating thing because um, as we've we've seen yeah. just recently in the context of a particular conflict that is not happening on our shores but yeah. others, mm-hmm. or, or you know, in, in in another place, man, if you control some, uh, certain resources or certain natural resources, yeah. um, man, you have you have a incredible extortionary power yes available to you yes a hundred percent yeah uh, that this is this this is i mean this is the the part of it i've been interested in diet um what, what is 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 a <clears throat> i guess according to like what advice should be to gain health through nutrition is now so absolutely corrupt from from and it has been for a long time, obviously, but I th- I think now it has really like reached this pinnacle where the idea that meat causes cancer has jumped 37% in the past uh, 12 months, according to this body. I think in the UK, I can't remember the body um, that, that reassesses dietary and nutrition risk each year. Okay. It jumped 36 or 37% in one year and alarm bells went off because they supplied no data to back up this jump. Other than that, the the normative idea is that meat production, it causes climate change and therefore it's bad that way. And so now you're seeing these attempts through literature and science. So people say, oh, just trust the science, just trust the numbers. Well, the numbers aren't there, even though the science, the science bodies are saying that this is the numbers. There's no numbers to back that up. So you start seeing this, I mean, a push towards, you know. Uh, in Bloomberg, when when inflation reached you know an all time high since 1982, they claimed that man, if you want to save money, you should eat lentils and not buy meat. And this push towards Beyond Meat or Impossible Burgers are all of these fake processed foods because they're patented, and they can be controlled. And we're told that they're better for us. In fact, in fact, there's studies now going to show the absolute benefit of eating a highly processed diet. And you're like. This what? Oh yeah, let me let me find this one because this one is absolutely like, pre- it, it's pretty disgusting. Um, I am uh, <laughs> Jack's, I, Jack's something uh, completely mystified. Um, fucking heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a nar- This is called a narrative review. Um, ultra processed foods and health outcomes. Um, this one, I think was a, uh, without reading the whole thing, I want to say that this one was showing that there's, uh, no association between ultra, yeah, no study reported an association between ultra processed foods and beneficial health outcomes, nor, um, healthiness of natural foods. So you're like, wait, so they've just (laughs) said that these are equal. It said that it's basically, there's no difference. So this is how it happens. They start establishing through clever organization of, of study mechanisms through being like, Oh, look, there was no outcome based off of this. But then you go into the definition of natural foods and you, you might notice something like, you know, the sugar, all of this stuff, all the, all of the 
you know, the, the caloric values. That, yeah, that were studied as natural. Um, oh, man, sugar is. So the, and Seems then like it's processed. Processed. Yeah. yeah, so there there's <laughs> start, there's like 15 different meta analysis of uh, studies around processed foods to try to change the narrative about processed foods because everybody else is just you know they're stuck in the old ways the conservative thinking where they have to slaughter an animal and kill life and do this and there's little regard for our place on the earth in our our our, our way and system about belonging to the cycle that is inevitable. Like yes, th- that death is inevitable. Like it is part of the cycle and you, you have to first respect it in and atone for it, but then also give, or, you know, you will take, and then you will give at the end of your cycle. And this is the cycle of things and it puts everything in perspective. But instead of teaching people that you could patent a food type that removes the idea of death and removes the idea that you are part of a cycle, that you are outside of the norm, that you're a special individual snowflake. And then you can be one of the immortal ones because also if you haven't heard, man, we're going to defeat, uh, we're going to defeat aging. Like we're, Oh man, I hadn't, I hadn't caught up with that one yet. Yeah. That's the, that's the next thing is defeating it. And it's funny enough. I've gotten, you know, I listened to a couple different like tech, uh, news emails and most of the guys are really good like they write phenomenally both of them just so happened to release a newsletter last week on um uh, the it, like tech being able to potentially solve age-related disease by putting my consciousness into a machine i don't know or... not not yet not not quite you still have the vessel but okay. they have the idea and it's like first of all if you want to, <laughs> if you, can you imagine how fucking stubborn a person would be if they were 200, just double the potential life expense. You're talking about people from the revolutionary war would be guiding policy of today. And you're like, well, no, people need to live shorter lives so we can like fucking move on with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> politicians need to have shorter careers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And lives. It, potentially. Uh, yeah. Naturally, of course. Yeah. Why, yes. Because yes. I, I just, this, I don't know. This this is where I think all of these subjects come together. It's, well, they are, they're all about control to me. At least oh, from yeah. my, you know, yes. it's, it's about consolidating power and, yeah. and, and a ruling, like a true unstated kind of ruling class. That, you know what's what's interesting about this idea of like if it's all about control, mm-hmm. you know if if this if this concept of of you know uh, the power concentrated in the hands of you know very few in order to control uh, the the very many, mm-hmm. um, so let's just say like you, you know each of these things whether it's you know patenting food it's uh, you know the the, the <laughs> moderation of certain ideas you know we'll just go censorship and Mm -hmm. and the uh um and you know ultimately digital currency uh you know the the uh uh all of these things you know sort of digital identification and all of those things let's just say that that's about control Mm -hmm. right and then then i find myself in an, an interesting position which i also would think that you would be in of like oh well my mission 
maybe at a younger age, mm-hmm. my mission would have been to confront that control. <laughs> right? And is suffering under the from from the delusion mm-hmm. that something might be done by the one man, by yeah. the or the the small group or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but now at this point I find myself in the position of like trying. Okay, how do I how do I evade this? How do I get get you know uh, get get out from under this? How do I um, not have a point on the outside of my body or my consciousness that that they can grab? So I've you know I look at that. If, okay, if that's my position right now, well I've fucking failed. I've become part of the problem by simply. Acquiescing by, by acquiescing by by realizing like okay you got you have the power there's nothing that I can do about it there's nothing that we can do about it therefore we go into sort of an escapist eva- escape and evasion mode mm-hmm. um, uh, w- which you know doesn't do anything and you know I don't want to you know the the mouse flipping off the mm-hmm. eagle last desperate act of defiance you know that doesn't change anything either. But somehow confronting it, somehow talking about it, somehow sharing these ideas. I mean, maybe we are doing something, you know, it, 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 um, that could be construed as, you know, resistance as opposed to evasion. But uh, I found myself, okay, yeah, in a kind of a troubling position. I have a lot of, you know, I have very little compassion, but I have a lot of compassion for that circumstance where you recognize the trap that you cannot help but step in. Oh yeah. Like yes. it's, you know, but they put cheese on it. <laughs> I had to, because I'm a mat. Like I fit yeah. into my arc. Like I, 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 it's destiny. It's fate. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Um, I've become less sad about it. Okay. Because I think we, we probably have a similar idea. Like, man, I thought I could do something. I thought, you know, I thought yeah. the, I, I was under the impression that the world could change for the better, but the world, the world is just going to do what worlds do. Um, Seneca's curve. Yeah. And humans, humans are a bad idea. Like in their current form, they're, they're a terrible idea. I mean, they are destroying the thing that birthed them. And, yes. and, and go ahead. Like you could say, no, we're born of God. Well, then you're even more disrespectful to what you believe. Like you, you should be ashamed if you think that you are a divine incarnation, like that, that should come immediately. Like, oh man, I understand suicide vest almost immediately. You're like, you know, blow yourself up in, in the name of the God that you couldn't, you know, live up to or whatever. But for the most part, I, I have, I have quite a bit of acceptance around my position, which is, um, not that I'm unable to change, but, I'm able to change into whatever I need to be in order to have the experience that I want to have. And the second that I can't have an intentional experience, I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with the ejection button in in whatever way that means. It might be highfalutin. It might be, you know, something, you know, a little bit more subtle, but for the most part, life is just meant to be living. And as long as society can support those ideas and I can freely, you know, as freely as possible, um, exhibit those. I, I think for me, like the line is, 
is food. The second you make it illegal for me to eat in a way that allows my health to be what it is, yeah, the line is drawn, and that that's like that. That's when I'm willing to do something, you know, a little bit more pronounced in order to punctuate my life experience. I guess you could say. I like that. Uh, until very then, evasive. <laughs> yeah. Until then, though, I think I think I think you're right. We are like what we're doing is not we're, we're profiteering a yes. little bit in the sense but also um sharing what i think is important to share which is not you know not trying to consolidate power for myself not trying to own these ideas but really to like discuss things that put people in a position that might get them to have a better life experience and i don't know what that means like for or might allow them to yeah you know yeah just the option and that, yeah. like somebody uh, on Instagram, they wrote me a really detailed, uh, I talked to him a couple of times, uh, really like sweet guy when all this stuff happened with London. He was just, he was just unbelievably uh, empathetic. And he sent mm -hmm. me really like, just really like overwhelming, almost like, man, I really got to meet him one day. And he sent me a note that was kind of disturbing a couple of days ago. And I read it and I was like, oh man, this is going to take a real response. And not to like, I don't know, but it was, it was, it was not a, it was not like a cry for help, but it was somebody who felt desperate. Okay. Who felt like, you know, they're yeah. in a position in life where they're frustrated and they're whatever. And so I waited a day and then he wrote me another and he's like, oh, it's so embarrassing. I didn't mean to drop that on you. But, you know, like somebody might yeah. if they're in a weird place. Yeah. And no, I just wanted a minute to respond. So I finally responded and talked to him a little bit. And he you know, started bringing up some of the stuff, some of his social sphere that he's facing, like some of the issues that, you know, he's not really, he's discovering how I take it, interpret it, not to like, you know, yeah, as, as much as we can through. Right. Is that man, he's really uh, separating from who he grew up with, who he's tied to in his social circle. And that is causing a loss of sort. Right. And yeah. then this is like, to me, I interpret it as like what your experience is grief, actually, because you've already cut the tie, but you still have the physical connection. Yeah. And it's almost like when I designated that my grandfather was dead, but he was still physically alive, but his brain was not in the same spot, his mind, all of that stuff had, had kind of crossed. Yeah. A threshold and I went oh shit and I didn't know what was going on but I had recognized that the person that I was already starting the grieving process because the person to me had died or the relationship yes. had died and that was something I didn't know how to contend with at the time because I was young and it came out as frustration and anger and then I got out and rode my bike really hard I'm, yeah because you you are in that moment maybe confronted for the first time with your inability to quote do something yeah. when you were suffering under the delusion that you could yeah. uh, up until that point exactly and i think why respond to this like it, it takes i don't think man i would really like to i would like to think it's not hubris or like a, a kind of like narcissism of being like oh i can help this person but a more of a like a pay it back kind of deal because I know I have reached out to people when I've been desperate and yeah. a stranger helped me. Yeah. Right. And it's like, Oh, I'm just the stranger that might say the right thing. Yeah. And I'll just, and I don't know if I say the right thing, but I'm trying not to say the wrong thing. Um, which, so we just talked a little bit and I, I got the idea and I was like, you know what? Like, this is such a dumb idea. I was like, go fill out this thing, do your human design and send it back to me. So I made him do his human design, which is like such a joke to most people, but we're having like, there's a lot of really good introspective uh, properties about doing it. Whether you buy into it is unimportant. It's totally unimportant. 
And he sent it back to me and it was like, Oh, uh, manifesting generator. And I go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know where you're okay. So here's some of the issues that you're going to face. And you could see like how his chart was designed I go, Oh, here's, you know, he has a melancholy line like I do. And mm-hmm. I was like, he's trying to attribute his sadness to an event. And I was like, that's the mind rationalizing what the body is just naturally going through. It's just a cycle of chemical release that causes these things. And if you're living what they would say, quote unquote, correctly, you just need to acknowledge it. It will pass. And in fact, if you not only acknowledge it and work with it, it will be a road to massive creativity if you're Mm. defined in this way. And so we just like had a quick chat and he was like, what the fuck it, but again, will it help? I don't, I don't have no, I have no idea. It already has because he's saying what the fuck, you know, in a, in a way of like when you're circling the drain, if there's an out offered in, you know, in, in some way that like, cause circling the drain kind of implies that, you know, you're not really in control. Yeah. And if there's like a, you know, if there's a buoy, you know, the life preserver, whatever, something which gets, um, which is offered to you, uh, it, it can, it's like an incredibly powerful thing. Yeah. I I should, like, I really want to, if I'm not the person to get a hold of for a cry for help, there, go to a professional a hundred percent of the time. Oh, yeah. But, but, and I, and A, like, it's really hard for me to do. So, like, I don't, but if you want some guidance about fulfilling your recreational ambition, um, hey, feel free. My email is. <laughs> but also, if you want to learn more about human design, <laughs> it's like it's such a ridiculous thing. And I, I go like, oh, there it is. There's the spark. There's the thing that is um, it still means that this experience has a lot to teach and offer mm-hmm. and it hasn't reached the point where it's just life is circling the drain uh, it we could potentially become a society that be becomes that you know yeah. thing where you're like man there is no good in the world there's there's it's hard to see now especially if you're letting news and stuff dictate your life even though man if you don't this is where i'm torn is like if you don't get involved some way about informing yourself and then you wake up one day and you're you're like, oh, I ordered Beyond Me and, you know, I have <laughs> I'm voting this way and I'm thinking about and I have this picture in my profile to support this cause. You're like, fuck, man. Like if I'm I at least want to know I want to be cognizant of when the shift is happening. So I, I know that I'm a pile of garbage when I wake up that day. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. by, by that point. I want to be sensitive be... enough to recognize my own <laughs> behavior. Yeah. Homogeny. I guess. Like, yeah. I want to yeah. know when I am the sausage. Y- yes. When I am the beyond sausage. <laughs> um, you'll know it because you'll be surrounded by a ton of fucking packaging. <laughs> <laughs> Just bubble wrap fucking everywhere. <laughs> you know, safety uh, first. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I, I do want to, I want to be mindful of your foot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I was actually thinking, yeah. um, you know, when we talk about, you know, okay, we're, the, the, when I was talking about the difference between, you know, uh, between confronting and evading, mm-hmm. um, I, w- I realized like, yeah, we, I think we actually are, you know, um, doing a pretty good job of confronting in some way. I mean, obviously we're, you know, th- th- because we're not necessarily in, don't need uh, a guaranteed outcome, you know, as far as that goes, um, you know, we're just, we, we are, are writing and making and communicating in a certain way. And, 
maybe people are having, you know, ultimately getting some different I ideas um, about, you know, life and the opportunities uh, available to live it and the experiences that one could have. Uh, and and I got to say that, um, you know, A, finally, uh, this fucking book is coming out, but the Poison book, it's it's full of those self-examinations or um or or conceptual examinations uh you know around the topic of fitness around the topic of movement around uh, you know and it's not just you know it's not just that it's not confined to that because a lot of these things were you know based on personal experiences that i've had and i am not just a you know a fitness person fitness automaton um, yeah exactly <laughs> and uh the the fact that um we finally got you know I finally got my end of it done and we finally got the paper and we printed it three days ago. And the fact that we have sold over 800 copies in 72 hours, I mean, it was, mm. it was extraordinary. I mean, it was 700 in the yeah, first, first day in the first 24 yeah. hours. Mm -hmm. I had no fucking idea. I did not know what to do with what I was feeling when I watched this happen. You can't smell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get sick of yourself, but sure. you can't smell um, And I realized like, oh, well, this, is, this will be a publication. Those words mm. in the past and I think now and in the future, for whatever reason, a lot of people, you know, read them and felt that they were not alone mm. and that they you know, that they could take the reins of their own existence in some way, that they did have agency and, and, and uh, some personal autonomy. And, and I, I'm completely blown away. I'm going to put this out there right now. I kind of wish we had printed more. Um, I, I <laughs> What's don't. the idea? The idea was that we had printed enough for a year yeah. to see if like, oh, this is what we think we could sell in a year. Yeah. Whoops. Oops. Uh, and, and, you know, whatever, it'll sell out and we'll reprint because mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a super important thing to, to have out there in the world. Um, and so, so I do think we're, you know, confronting or trying to, you know, steer or shine light in certain dark corners and that kind of thing. Um, so maybe it's not just all escape and evade. No, no, I, I think, I mean, especially on the, I, the whole time we were talking, I was thinking about the, I mean, the relevance of expressing yourself, talking about ideas, um, even if they're freely, yeah, freely and in poison really like kind of hits at the heart of that, especially in the, <laughs> under the circumstances that most of it was written, um, in the industry of which it was a part in being written yeah. in, 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 in kind of the pressure to homogenize all of the ideas and just like punching through that. So if you like take our entire conversation that we literally just, you know, ranted, bitched kind of about, but also um, tried to understand yes. um, the situation that we're in. If you, if you just like, you know, kind of myopically apply all those things to a fitness business uh, relationship kind of deal, man, the, the organization in which that book has punched out of is like, I'm, I would hate to say it because I know what you went through, uh, in order to get that, but I go, uh, that that's why you went through it like that. 
<laughs> Super positivity, Michael. Coming yeah, through. yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. You you extract. I mean, you, you literally had to kind of dive into the shittiest circumstances a human being could put themselves into: leveraged relationships, um, trust issues. Uh, you know, you name it. Uh, you know, uh, theft of your ideas and plagiarism and all of this um, kind of disingenuine human nature that was revolving around you expressing the truest form of human nature, which is introspection and honesty with self and those around. And to see like, it's almost magical to me to see what came out of it. It's definitely a fucking pearl in just the most rotten oyster you've ever grasp and you go like man i would i would never want anybody to go through that but the fact that you brought this out of it shows kind of like a the nature and resilience that humans are capable of if if they are are living in a way that allows them to extrapolate the like richness of the uh, of an experience nice work mark <laughs> thank you <laughs> I I uh I can't remember who I was talking with, but uh, I was just like, "Yep, only my liver knows the true cost of all of that." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, it's really something to see it, you know, kind of to to, to come to fruition. I and I'm I'm genuinely excited. I mean, we're probably uh, let's see, Lance. I hope we're only two and a half weeks away from getting it in people's hands. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. like I said, ink dries and yeah, uh, it's got to get cut and bound and da da da. We got to make some final decisions on the cut, the, the 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 treatment that's going to go on the cover, mm -hmm. um, and and hopefully that'll be Monday. And then uh, um, I quite look forward to you know people putting their hands on it and sharing. Yeah. It'll probably make him feel a, a certain a thing. How did Josh Tyler put it? Yeah, it made me feel a way. <laughs> made me feel a, a, a kind a, of a way. Kind of a certain way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be taken ineffectually. Like, I, I think uh, for the most part, I think people might be repulsed um, <laughs> by its effect. Because mm. this is an interesting... I, I can't remember where I heard this, but this is like... One of the one of the processes in introspection is to try to consider what feelings you don't want to feel. Yeah, and then read that book, and you go, "Man, I, there's a lot of feelings in here that I'm un, that I didn't know that I didn't want to feel that I didn't or, want yeah. to." Yeah, um, which hey, uh, you know, skip it, read the next one or whatever. It's kind yeah. of the the. <laughs> I mean, they're essays. It's not like a read in order yeah. kind of thing. It's like, hey, you're, you know, pick it up, open, find one that you didn't, you know, hadn't yeah. read or whatever and, and go. If you want to go, you know, page one all the way through, uh, it'll, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I couldn't do it. I mean, I, yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's cool to see I, the reward by, you know, selling pretty much all of them. I mean, we'll, at this point, I think we have just over a hundred left. I'm about to actually okay. make an announcement because yeah. I, I, I told some people don't worry about it. We'll have, we'll plenty. have plenty. 
Yeah, and I meant that, and now I'm like, oops. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to have to apologize to some people, but uh, if you don't get it on this time, we'll reprint it, and we're working. We're going to work to like try to get it out fast um, just so that we have more copies, but uh, man, it's like it's a rewarding, for me even, just like kind of on the outside to go (laughs) watch you work on it and see how many people respond to it by soaking it up. You know, like 800 doesn't sound like a lot. That's like four times what we normally sell in like a, a drop. Like yeah. it's so much over what we're used to selling. So it's like, oh man, we, we really underestimated that. But also, okay, I think you just came out with something that people really wanted and needed and and their space for among all the bullshit that's going on. Here is a timeless kind of, I don't know, condensed, um, wise book. Is the best way I can put it. And condensed only 400 and whatever. Pages. Yeah, exactly. I was, you know, when we did the, like put the measurements on the website, I was like, well, six by nine. I don't remember how thick it is. Two inches. Yeah. You know, or whatever. <laughs> and then does it weigh two pounds? Yeah. You know, or something. I'm it's like, okay, that's like, that's a lot. That's, that's, uh, that's Durant's history of philosophy. Nah, it's not yeah. quite, but I mean, <laughs> it's heavy enough to hit yourself with and do so, it, wake yourself up and wake yourself up. Exactly. Which is, so if the words which, don't work, let the weight work, let the weight work for you. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's get you off your foot or Thank on you. it or yeah. a little bit. Get blood flowing. Yeah. Thanks Mark. Thank you. This is great <laughs> to be back or whatever or not at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>